1: Welcome to this very special bonus edition on episode 322 of of The Filmmakers, the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking from indie films to studio films and everything in between how to get them made, how to make them, and how to try not to royally f them up. In a very, very, very humble opinion. I did that very quick because this is a bonus episode. And It's yeah. a quick episode as well. You're on borrowed time. We are because I've got to edit it and get it up. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: um, because this special bonus episode is with casting director Lucy Pardy. Um, obviously, our episode on Tuesday was with director Charlotte Wells of Bafta Son.
2: Could soon to be Bafta Son.
1: It really could. So film's nominated in three categories, four maybe, and certainly one Oscar.
2: Mm.
1: That is what we know, and we were absolutely delighted to get Lucy as well, the casting director of Aftersun. And we were going to do it as one big episode, but...
2: Giles was too tired.
1: I was too tired to do the edit, but also, also, (laughs) I didn't just want to tag it on at the end. I felt Lucy was amazing. She was brilliant in what she said. And I mm. thought this should be a standalone episode. Why not, eh? And why, why not? not? She deserves it. She's a brilliant cast director. She's cast Rocks. We loved Rocks. Rocks is such mm. an amazing film, um, directed by Sarah Gavron. And, uh, she was involved in Last Night in Soho as well. With,
2: uh, with writing classic, Christy Wilson Cairns. With
1: writing classic, friend of the podcast, Christy Wilson Cairns. And she cast Perfect 10, directed by Eva Riley, Dirty God, Catch Me Daddy, and American Honey. She's so cool. Mm.
2: We like to admit. She's an expert in street casting. Yes. Yeah.
1: What do we chat to her about, Dom?
2: We've got some great advice about uh, working with actors, um, about what to look for in the audition process, especially for street casting, Mm -hmm. uh, and working with directors.
1: Yeah. She also talks about why directors need to be open, not rigid, uh, when it comes to casting, and what actors can do when they come into a room. What do they bring, whether it's in the room or on Zoom, and how to get known by casting directors so this is a good one for filmmakers wanting to work with casting directors and also actors out there
2: funnily enough there's, there's a good story actually uh, uh I mean, i'm not gonna say who but one of my friends looks very much like this uh this actor who um basically had had their their poster put across thousands of different headshots put with a link and a qr code across london and <laughs> uh, and it, and it worked. It, it took like it took three waves um, of, um, of posting these these um, <laughs> these things out. And I'm not saying you should do this. You probably shouldn't do this. But um, sometimes thinking outside the box can get you represented. Wait,
1: wait, wait. So an actor put yep. a headshot of themselves, sort of a poster headshot type with thing, with a QR code, with a yeah. QR code all around.
2: Saying, saying, like, who, who City. is this guy? Really? <laughs> yeah, literally around, around, yeah, three times. Uh, they even sort of got him. Uh, they even warned him against, uh, you know, spamming sort of his his likeness around, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> and then he eventually, eventually, got represented. So. Wow. Sometimes, sometimes those cheeky moves moves work. Mm. I, mean, I think really, at the end of the day, it's not it's not whether you should do that. You shouldn't necessarily do that. It's about the sort of the um, the inner belief. Um, and sort of thinking outside the box and and just going for it.
1: Yes, and there's that fine line, I think, between hassling casting director or filmmakers. um, Never do that. Never do that. But also what you're going to say to them in a letter or in an email, why they're Mm. interested in you, you know? I, I always suggest this generally if anyone's writing to me to you Dom to anyone out there that you want to work with in any way shape or form always look up their work watch the stuff that they've made and then write that in the you know in the first line and with someone like mm. Lucy, if you're getting in touch with her or any other casting directors, literally say, "I just watched After Sun. I loved it. Mm. I, I love the casting of that film. I would love to be seen by you at some point. No worries if not. Just mm. wanted to say that.
2: I'd like to apply. I would like to apply to your auditions, like After Sun is applied to a burnt British tourist skin. <laughs>
1: If, if all of you write that, she'll be like, <laughs> hang on, hang on. You're just copying Dom's word on the filmmaker's <laughs> podcast.
2: I hope someone writes that. <laughs>
1: I do now. I hope someone does too. It's amazing. I've worked with quite a few casting directors and I've loved it. I really love the experience. I love what they bring that is thinking outside the box to what you think uh, could mm. be cast in a certain role. And I've, I really, I really embraced that connection. Uh, working with Kate Plantin on The Stranger in Our Bed, she was just so amazing. Just literally. Plantin seeds everywhere. Absolutely she was. And she'd, she, you know, picking the phone at all times, making sure I was happy, making sure, getting the right actors. And I'm currently working with Sophie Holland, casting director, and Rob Kelly. Both of them fantastic. Mm. Both bring different things to the table. And I think you've got to come with some ideas but you've also got to be massively open about what what someone else can bring to you as well. I think cataracts are amazing. I really do think they should get more recognition mm. for what they do.
2: It could be make or break as well like with with series like I find like a lot of the 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 series that just don't quite work. They're just not cast right and and you you feel like you're watching placeholders rather than like very interesting, completely unique mm. individuals that sort of fit in. Um, I was watching Slow Horses uh, mm. recently. I just 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 smashed through it. It was so good, and it's just so well cast. Like everyone's just such an individual, well thought out, um, you know, character. Even the sort of new characters that come in, everyone's got a real personality in. It, and that a lot of that is casting directors who create those wonders. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it, give it, that a watch.
1: Yeah, give that a watch. Um, but definitely give Afterson a watch. Uh, it is a, a, an incredible. Really incredible movie. It really does make you think. And um, getting that cast right was so important. Frankie Corio, mm. as the lead girl, is amazing. You know, shout outs to um, some of the other cast as well: Sally Mesham, Celia Ralston Hall, Spike Fern, Harry Pedios, um, Ruby Thompson, Kaylee Coleman,
2: and of course, Paul Mescal. Of course, so there is
1: various ways you can go about casting. You know, obviously, casting directors. They, they cost money and if if you're mm. making indie film look some of them will come and help you out but yeah it, you know it is sometimes that extra cost and often indie films bypass that and of course you can you can put things out on spotlight yourself you can cast this yourself you can reach out to agents yourself what casting director yeah. does is give you that extra weight that extra protection and that extra thought process
2: i think it's credibility as well hugely i mean, I mean he, he even if you have a big producer on board, I mean, you're especially in the indie film these days. Like you're always uphill struggle against the, the sort of the big, big streamers and the big companies. Basically, um, you know, indie films are becoming harder and harder to make, and um, you know, a- actors are in high demand, uh, mm-hmm. especially. So, anything you can get in your arsenal to help you get that credibility with those agents is very useful. And it is, it's, it's almost like another language that sort of back and forth with, with agents. I mean, it's not always completely clear when when you're having those conversations, like where where things really are. But those those casting directors are, are just so on the on the ball with exactly what is the the underlying um, you know politics and and business side uh, of the casting business, which is so vital in actually getting those attachments.
1: I absolutely agree with that. Some of the best films you'll have seen uh, in your life, your favourite films. There was a casting director have behind Have been cast. <laughs> yeah. And they've really thought about who could be right for these roles. This is their job. They spend all their time doing this. So if you can get a casting director on board, if you can afford to do that, really think about what they've cast before. Is it similar to your films? It doesn't necessarily have to be, but, you know, think about it. Um, it's important. It's important you get the right person. Right. There um, we go. Let's get to it, shall we? This is quite frankly delightful. Lucy Pardy. Enjoy.
2: Hi Lucy. <laughs> hey Lucy,
3: how are you? Yeah, I'm all right, thanks. I've got uh, my head in a few projects, but it's very nice to be talking all things after the sun.
2: Yes. I know we've got a, a fairly short amount of time, but there is some fascinating stuff we'd love to love to hear about this. I mean, the casting for this is spectacular. Uh, I mean the the lead is is really something amazing. Um, how do you even think about doing street casting um and looking to see that kind of potential performance, especially in in a child actor as well? How, how do we start there?
3: Well, I mean, this was such an unusual one because it was street casting when no one was allowed on the street um
2: streetless
1: casting <laughs> yeah so he's wandering around and there's no one there I can't and no cast one's one. there
3: and <laughs> we couldn't go into any schools and we couldn't go into any youth clubs and we couldn't go into any sports clubs mm-hmm. um so when, when we started even though all the schools I, I think people were starting to be back at school um it was out of the question that we were going to be able to go and run any sessions and so i, I remember saying to charlie and to adela like if, in two weeks or three weeks, this isn't working, then we're going to have to pull the plug on it and think of something else and a different approach. But actually, um we kind of got into this incredible, like groove of a combination of contacting in real life organizations, but then just having this flyer that was shared so many times in so many different ways. Um, we really accessed the powerful mum whatsapp group um yeah. universe which did a lot of heavy lifting. <laughs> basically if you want anything done in the world then you have to access the almighty force of um, Facebook WhatsApp groups and, WhatsApp
0: groups. <laughs> yeah.
3: um and we ended up having um 800 nearly submissions wow. and okay. um all we asked was for a little bit of information and a photograph, and then we asked every single person who'd got in touch with us to send a little video. Um, obviously, the children were not getting in touch with us. Their parents carers like that.
0: Um
3: To send a little video talking about uh, a memory of a good summer holiday that they'd had.
1: And what do you look for within that? What is it that makes someone stand out or not? What is it that you go... They, We want to bring them in and we want them to do another tape.
3: I mean, it really varies, but vitality is always something um, that, you know, cameras kill us off as human Mm. beings. You know, they can can shrink us and flatten us. And anyone who can kind of withstand the gaze, even if it's just the gaze of a camera that someone's mum is holding and aiming at them, then that tells us something. So some people we brought back and they're, paper as it were was like 30 seconds long <laughs> and they kind of jumped into the into the shot but it was something about sometimes sometimes it's the way someone moves sometimes it's the way that they structure their sentences sometimes it's yeah. um and then we brought 70 people back for individual zooms um wow. which me and a wonderful casting associate called Alison Piper um who is Scottish and based in Scotland um nice. who works in production up there but actually hadn't worked formally for casting before she's a second ad ordinarily oh. she had worked a lot in crowd casting and yeah that for the challenge she and i did 70 zooms um which we operated like show and tell because again we were I'm talking so much, I'm so sorry, but...
1: No, this no, is no, what this is for. This is a podcast. <laughs> a podcast. This, <laughs> this
0: is, is what
3: me. we do. <laughs> one place you're
2: allowed to talk is this.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, but we, we were really aware of the fact that, you know, we were meeting all of these young people who had had new relationships with Zoom through schooling. Mm-hmm. And what we didn't want to do was have it feel at all like school, like a homeschooling situation. So it's like, how do we bust out of the the frame as it were mm-hmm. like how yeah. do we how do we encourage vitality how do we encourage children to be informal um mm-hmm. Children are excellent at being informal mm. um, if you give them the <laughs> they chance. They pride themselves um, on it. <laughs> they pride themselves on it. They could teach us a thing or two. Um, so we play games and um, we asked them to bring items to show us and talk to us about. And we chatted to them. And um, then from that, we whittled it down again and we gave people what we called weekend challenges so nice um we gave them things to do like um do an activity and film it for 10 minutes get your parent or carer to film you so frankie climbed a tree and splashed in puddles with her little brother and And she did it excellently
1: Um, yeah she must have done
2: she did it fantastically (laughs) are you you also looking at uh... Uh, how they are in terms of because a director isn't necessarily a parent. They they haven't necessarily got child children skills. I know there's obviously people on set to help with that stuff. But are you are you also looking? Okay, is this person going to fit in a film set well? Um You know, is it is it like is it is it just not even a consideration? No. You're just you're just She's going just shaking
1: your
3: I yep. <laughs> mean, I'm the school of thought where if you would like to get, you know, we're talking about naturalism here. So if you yep. want to get natural you performances have to get it it from children, um, expecting them to hit marks and fit within the kind of adult rigors of, um, filming and be rigid because it mm. contains them, there has to be some flexibility in terms of how yeah. Uh, we as adults work with them and there needs to be a meeting of ways um, because I think the wrong turn you can often take casting children because, you know, even if they're really experienced, they're still children. <laughs> yeah. um, is yes. is trying to trying to expect them to be more grown up than they are.
1: Yeah. Yes. Because you've had some huge success talking you know about finding people and finding them on you know American Honey you know finding these amazing actors Rocks that you cast as well you know Sarah Gavron has been on the pod and we love Rocks huge fans Perfect Ten another example of you finding these brilliant youngsters maybe who've done bit of experience but not much that's a huge skill and, and it's amazing you've been BAFTA nominated and it's about time and it's amazing casting directors are getting the recognition because it's not easy at all what you do. Mm. do you, what do you think is a, as you mentioned there, what you're trying to find in these actors? But let's say you get to the next stage, these young actors. What is it you're you're asking them to do? What is it the nuances that you, you kind of pull out a one or you see straight away that really works?
3: Well, with, with Frankie, so we eventually had to meet people in person and it was in February it was actually almost two years ago like to this week or something crazy right. and we we rented this giant wedding venue in central Glasgow because it was the height of second lockdown and uh, we needed lots of air because yeah. it was during that part of Covid when it was like we need lots and lots of air so we're in this giant room with these children and again it was like god this is such a big ask taking people from lockdown and trying to get them to come and do a casting which none of them have ever done before so again Mm -hmm. we just asked around for the first part of it then we did get them to do some improvisations and what I'm always looking for is kind of what is their range so we usually start with improvisations Um, and Frankie showed incredible range almost instantly. We kind of did these two things back to back where um, I was cast in the role of bossy mum, naturally incredibly adept at that, um, and had an argument with her. Um, We did this with the 15 other young girls as well, And um, and then we had to kind of pivot to a different emotional mood And she had to be sad and regretful. And she was properly sad to the extent that I think she cried. Um, And I had given her the note of it can be helpful to think about something sad. And then afterwards, we were all like, she was genuinely upset. So as I walked out with her, I said, what were you thinking about that was so sad? And she was like, my guinea pig is dying. And that was the thing that she thought about. And then we brought her back in the next day because we had to squeeze our casting process down. Ordinarily, you'd have more time, but we were only there for a few days. She came back the next day and she went, my guinea pig died, but my mum bought me a chippy supper, so I'm fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> with gravy, I, I hope. A <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> chippy
3: supper. A chippy really? supper, and she was fine. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. But we we tried her out on, and with a, Another tiny, again, selection of people. We tried them out on lines then.
1: And what about working with directors then? Because, you know, a lot of directors want to find amazing casting directors like yourself. And they struggle to, uh, when they're trying to start out, they're trying to make indie films or whatever. But what is it you like about the approach and why you'd work on certain films and how directors should work with a casting director? It doesn't have to be your experience, but what you feel that, that works.
3: I mean, I've been really lucky with the directors that I've worked with because it's always collaborative. You know, Charlie watched every single submission. She watched every single tape. We discussed every foot forward. Um, We were on this journey together. Um, Mm. We were the casting team and Alison. It was the three of us. Nice. It was like that level of collaboration is the dream because actually casting is a journey it should be a journey it should be something that you're open to surprises and discoveries it's not about kind of confirming it's not always about confirming what you think you're looking for actually and that's not just about making discoveries that's working with actors as well it's um it feels like a gestational period for the for the project when it's going when it's going well <laughs>
1: Yes. Well, I suppose then, what's what's a mistake that directors can do? You say you've been really lucky, but maybe you've heard stories when directors do something wrong, perhaps, or something that you'd rather wish they didn't, or just some advice for on that side of it. What works th- for you?
3: I think being too rigid is yeah. is really a a, mm. a mistake that you can make. Just creatively, um, you know, it should be about discovery. It should be about finding things. Um, the you can never. But you can't always rather find the thing, particularly as a writer, director, that you has been walking around your head for Mm, however many many years years. that you've been developing and sitting and agonizing and Mm. growing this project. Um, And so, I I mean, I tend to be quite optimistic. You have to be, particularly with like in the world of making discoveries, you have to be like, we're going to find the person is the person going to be exactly what you imagined always not necessarily but we're going to find the right person and they're Mm -hmm. going to be able to tell the story in in an interesting way and we'll be able to grow a whole cast around them or we'll find the people Mm -hmm. um so yeah being too rigid um you know boundaries are helpful creatively but you can get stuck in a box i think
1: Yes, agreed. And the same with actors. Then when they come into a room with you, let's say, obviously on a Zoom or a, a, a video audition, it's very different. But when they come into a room, what's some of the things that you wish they didn't do, or some tips that that work would be really nice as well for the actors listening.
3: Um, I mean, I know actors are in a really difficult place at the moment because they're not getting in the rooms, you know. Mm. But, um, there's, they're getting
2: in like, the Zooms, maybe. but not the yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> They're maybe getting Zoom rooms. But lots of people are <laughs> having to engage with the process through self-tapes. Mm. And it's such a different experience to actually mm. being on a film set, working with a director, um, being given notes. You know, I've, I, I see all the time that a note you can give can absolutely turn someone's performance around. But it's also helpful for me um, because sometimes what I think I'm looking for, you then see it and you're like, "Mm, maybe it's not quite that. And so there has to be that back and forth. Um, So not being... I guess I suppose my my advice to actors is like the whole point of coming in the room and working with someone. If a, if, if a casting director asks you to do something again, it doesn't mean that you've made a mistake. I think that's particularly for people who don't have a lot of experience in the room mm-hmm. um, because actually th- that's part of it. That's part of it. I also feel sometimes that actors feel like they um, need to be impressive. And actually I'm, I I'm impressed that they are brave enough to do the jobs that they do and that they're brave enough to show up and, and meet me. And so mm. people can chill out, particularly if they're coming in and meeting me, I'm, I'm already impressed. Nothing has to be done to impress me.
2: Is there any way to, to get on your radar if you're, if you are an actor or, or a filmmaker? I mean, it's, it's it's such a difficult thing to look at. Um, but I mean, say, so you haven't got into the audition yet and you're thinking, okay, I want to get known by more casting directors. Yeah. Um, you know is it sometimes I mean as a director I like to send you know see short films of people because then it's sort of it's more of like okay here's something that you can watch that's it's, it's not direct but it's sort of indirect yeah um, is there any sort of advice on that front
3: I mean try and find things that you find interesting and um, are good from your own experience of them I think that there's there's this energy in the industry which I can fully understand of, like, um, people needing to keep momentum and build themselves Mm -hmm. and it's, like, kind of hustle feeling. But actually, you know, we do work in a creative industry and um, finding the communities that you can belong to, the creative communities, you know, actors are not actually in competition with each other. It's Mm -hmm. so, as, as somebody who kind of works as a small team and, you know, I don't get to work with my casting director peers, but actors get to work with their peers all the time. And so like growing community is a really important thing because I think you find out about opportunities if you're not an island, but also you don't feel alone because I can imagine that it is, you know, I'm hearing that some people are having to do, you know, seven self tapes a week or, and that's a lot. And I think that it, it, it's great to be able to share some of that with with other people. Whether or not that's going to put people in front of casting directors is another thing, but I think you'll have a really good time.
2: That's great advice anyway. I yeah, that's really important. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is it is really important because you it's your it's your mental well-being and and I think that some people do have this sort of scarcity mindset like there's not enough jobs for it for any you know number of positions, but you could be two directors, you could be two actors going for the same role and you know, one person might get it on this project, the other one might get it on the next one, and you could both be good for it. But you know, in that case, it's different. So you always got to be open that there might be someone else on this one and someone else on the next one. And I think that's totally. Really
3: I'm I'm quite fatalistic about all of it. I always feel like the right thing is going to happen, and um, the way that I work is quite research based. So I find I'll find the actors who I I'll look I'll do the same kind of. Um, approach that i'll do for for first time actors for actors i'll research and look and find and watch and um so if you're right for a project that i'm casting i'll find you
1: i love it I love it. There we go. Uh, Lucy Party, thank you so much uh, for yeah, chatting to you. us. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you were incredible, by the way. This was a great chat. Very, very well done. Thank okay. you. Um, mm. You've done so well with After Sun, the cast, uh, the younger cast as well, especially just so good, all of them unbelievable, and you fully deserve the awards coming your way, or certainly the nominations at the moment, and hopefully more. So congratulations. Thanks so much. Yeah,
3: thank you. Nice to talk to you.
1: Pleasure to talk to you. All the best to you. Have a great night. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you.
1: Bye. There we have it. Wow, what a lovely chat that was with Lucy. Uh, She was incredible. Delightful woman (laughs) and uh, and cast incredibly well.
2: I was just thinking how Alan Partridge you sounded. (laughs) You said lovely lady, wonderful woman.
1: (laughs) 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 Uh, Absolutely lovely lady, wonderful woman. Exactly. That's okay. really nice to have casting directors on this podcast. Uh, so there you go. Hope you hope you enjoyed that. Hope you took something from
2: Putting it. Putting the cast into podcast. Ah,
1: nice. so thank you so much for listening to this special bonus episode. After Sun is out. Mm. Now. Go watch it. Go support. Go support Charlotte Wells. Uh, and if you haven't listened to Charlotte's episode, it's uh, is out on the podcast link just before this one, the director of After Sun. Go listen to that as well. You can go out there and make your films. You can go out there and get a casting director on. You can do it. Believe in yourself. And if you're lucky enough to rise up and do well...
2: It is your duty to send the elevator back down.
1: We will see you next Tuesday when we have on the director, Todd Field, of the fantastic new movie, Tar. Yes. He did finally join us. He is with us on Tuesday. You're going to love this it's episode.
2: Like, completely like irrelevant information. Like no one, no one who's listening is going to have any clue about the the trials and tribulations of organising these these podcast episodes that we have. No, uh,
1: absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Full time job, you know.
2: Like, it really is. I'm trying to plan these, like mm-hmm. give up our time,
1: record it, edit it, get it out there for you lovely people. So if you do do listen to this, you do care. Look, go on our Twitter at FilmmakersPod, Go on our Instagram. The Filmmakers Podcast and write something nice. Why not help us out, support, uh, and be very generous and go and give us a five star review on iTunes. Help us get up the charts. Help more people find out about this podcast by telling people about it. Um, yeah, there you
2: go. Yeah, you you go and you go and edit the podcast. I'm gonna enjoy a nice uh, evening of relaxing television. Well, good for you. Good for you. Exactly.
1: Till next time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and germs, take care. (laughs) Goodbye. It's almost like Bungle now. Goodbye. Uh, uh, That's me signing off for the show. (laughs) Bye.
2: (laughs) Dan.
1: Dan. Dom. Dom.
2: Dom. There we go. Dom. I'm going.
1: Dom. Dom.
2: (laughs) Dom. What, Charles? <laughs> oh, oh, you're still there.
1: <laughs> 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 I'm hanging up now. No, you hang up. Hold the line, please, caller. Okay, bye.